Hey, welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi. And like I said, every Friday, I will be posting these excerpts from the conversation, whether they're bloopers or just excess stuff that I decide not to add to the final podcast. I'm going to bring it to you guys anytime I have a guest. So here it is. Here's what the one for this week. And, you know, I have to apologize for not being very consistent with posting every Monday. But like I said, if you follow us on Instagram, I have a lot to do as a youth minister during the summer. So bear with me. There's a lot of things, a lot of programs and not a lot of time to do something like such. It's just just I do on my free, on my spare time. So I apologize again. But thank you for your patience. And, you know, as a little treat, I give you guys these little excerpts of our conversations that, you know, really are just access, superfluous, whatever, whatever the word is. But I hope you enjoy them and I hope they, you know, get, get a good laugh and a little bit of more insight on the person who is our guest that week. And so without further ado, this is our excess clips of our conversation with Koji De Ramos. As you can see, if you listen to our original podcast, it's already like an hour long. So this is an excess like 10, 15 minutes. There was a lot I didn't want to cut out. So I didn't even want to cut this part out, but... It was really long this week, so thanks again, and hope you enjoy. And until Monday, keep living ardently. Sweet. Take care. I'm also going to screen cap some of this um, on yeah, the, man. the FaceTime talk. Cool. Let's see if I can figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is funny. Technology, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, cool. So I was actually looking up um, like sound um, absorption before this. Like yesterday, actually, I was looking up um, ways to, you know, improve your sound quality. Um, And a lot of it has to do with your walls, right? And like um, sound panels. And I saw... A, a bunch of like DIY sound panels that I'm definitely going to have to check out when I get back. Um, cause it's pretty, I don't know, dude, the, the, uh, the difference between like having sound panels and not having sound panels is huge. Yeah. That's what I was starting to hear about was that if you're recording in like your bedroom or something like that in a house, mm-hmm. sound panels are nearly essential if you want good quality audio. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Half of the time, it's like, it's either I'm recording in my office mm-hmm. when everybody's gone or if I'm recording here in my house. So, like, both mm-hmm. are not really meant for, like, a studio, you know, to recording, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, um, what I like to do is usually do a little yeah. intro. I record a pre-intro. Um, like what we're going to talk about. Cool. But obviously, like I go back and if we talk about some other things, I re-record that intro um, about what we're going to like the the what they call a, a hook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll record a basic one of what I know what we're going to talk ba- vaguely about. And then we'll if I think it, I should re-record it, I'll do it again later on outside of here. Uh, we don't have to, you don't have to be there for that one, but sound good. Yeah, man. Okay. So, all right. 
Hey, welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi, and today we have another guest, and that is a friend of mine that I've made through the internet, which is really cool, and that's Koji De Ramos. He's a missionary for, well, can you say you're technically a missionary, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, I'll say, oh, he works for, you hear a lawnmower? I don't hear it. I don't hear anything. I don't know if I might pick it up, but we'll see. Anyway, we'll be honest. We'll be like very transparent about our yeah, dude. recording situation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let me do that again. Hey, welcome to Living Ardently. I'm your host, Adrian Garaldi, and today we have another guest. A guest that um, a friend of mine that I made through the internet, um, social media, all that stuff. This is Koji De Ramos. He is a missionary for the Culture Project, and he's going to be talking about the Culture Project today and chastity and all that stuff. And this is two Filipinos, some wine, and a good time. So <laughs> let's get into it. That was great. I love that. Awesome. <laughs> Very genuine. Very genuine. A couple of Filipinos and some wine. It's going to be a good time. That's right. <laughs> Growing, okay, so I just to kind of, like we said, we we're going to be jumping around here, but I had a question yeah. about, you know, you growing up in America as a teenager after yeah. living 12 years in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So I'm a uh, born, first generation born and raised in America uh, where mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody who was like me, really, like that was Filipino that went to school with me or anything like that. And so, like... I tried to hold this persona as eventually when I got to high school, became more charismatic and try to be that token Asian guy, you know, and everything. Yeah. You know, um, I try to hold that standard up. But I know in the in, in California, there is mm-hmm. I mean, there's Filipinos all over the place. And I don't yeah. know if like that was the case for you and your school and how that affected how mm-hmm. you grew up. Did you stick close with them? Did you not? Like, was yeah. it inevitable? So I, yeah, so basically... What I realized was, so I was still trying to figure out the culture of the United States, like the first two years I was here. Um, Yeah, like eighth grade was interesting. No, did I? Yeah, eighth grade was interesting. And um, yeah, I, first of all, like my only experience of the United States before coming here were in the movies and if you look at all the movies, everyone's white. Yeah. And so I even remember my dad, when we got here, he was like, why are there so many Mexicans here? I thought this was America. <laughs> and cause we thought like, cause you know, like that's all we knew. Yeah. Right. It was that's like true, America white. Right. But yeah. then, but you know, I, I wasn't really exposed to movies like Cheech and Chong where like everyone's in, everyone in California is Mexican, you know, like, yeah, yeah. um, so that was an interesting like adjustment. Like, oh, like they spoke differently. They thought differently. The humor was different. Like um, I grew up watching like American Pie and all that stuff. And those kids were like white suburban kids from the Midwest, you know, like. Yeah. And now I'm dealing, not dealing. Now I'm like surrounded by like Mexican kids whose parents just moved here as well. And, you know, so that's a whole different dynamic. And uh, for anyone who's never been in Southern California, if you're white, you're the minority. And so, um, 
for me, I grew up with Mexicans, basically, here, here in the United States. And yeah. there are Filipinos. There's a lot of us here. Um, but even then, like, I guess, like, my first, first year here, like, I didn't really... I knew some, some Filipinos, but very, very little. It wasn't until high school that I got introduced to, like, a bunch of other Filipino people. And um, that's when it all kind of kind of changed because I'm like, oh, yeah, like it was nice to know that there were like other Filipinos here, um, you know, different cult, like same similar culture. Diff- like the only thing that was different was like I was a fob. Um, yeah. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what that is, it's um, an yeah, acronym who, yeah. for fresh off the boat. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I was really good at like blending in that you never would have guessed that I just moved there. I, was, I just moved here in two, like two years ago. Um, so, but anyways, yeah, definitely like my first year here, I definitely hammed up the fact that I was Asian because I wanted to fit in. And the only way I could do that was through humor. And so I definitely like hammed up the, uh, um, the Asian stereotype. Like I was in drama in high school and like all of our skits were like really outlandish. This is the this is the era of like Dave Chappelle skits. So like all of our skits were oh, like yeah. kind of outlandish and crazy and like um, very racist, you know, like if Dave Chappelle were to like produce those shows now, he would not be as successful as he is now. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Back then, like we were a lot more tolerable, like um, it wasn't as like offense. It was offensive. People but could take people a joke. Weren't. Yeah, people could take a joke. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then. I definitely have that up all the way up until college, I'd say. So, yeah, uh, a lot of my good friends were Filipino. And, um, yeah, I never really felt like I was racially profiled here just because everyone's brown. Mm. Um, Even the white people here were, like, I didn't feel like it was... If anything, like, I heard more racial comments from, like, other brown people. But it yeah. was like out of like jokes, like, like I don't know, I don't know if you've like hung out with Mexicans before, but like, yeah, the we racist have, jokes from from those, those guys are are hilariously offensive. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you you gotta know, you know, you're like I mean, they're not just gonna yeah, say it if they don't know you. Joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's definitely like the culture. I mean, I grew up like watching George Lopez, dude. Yeah, so, like yeah. that was George that was Lopez, my guy. Yeah. Like, oh wow. Carlos yeah. Mencia. Carlos was Yeah. Was the racist. Like Yeah. His jokes were were only racist. Like Yeah. Right. So Yeah, and then there's Gabriel Iglesias who's still doing comedy like yeah. You know, so I was very like my humor was like pretty Mexican because that's yeah. you know. So Yeah, that's Yeah, there's a different, little bit it's about like a different like, culture like so when I grew up I was I mean, it was a I, I grew up in the poor part of um, of Florida, and uh, mm. that in, that meant seeing a lot of other families like you, like a bunch of Mexicans whose families just came here, or or Puerto mm-hmm. Ricans or Dominicans or um, yeah. all of South America, were like came yeah. to South Florida. Basically, we mm-hmm. have this cultivation of like Guatemalans, like Argentinians, Brazilians, all here, Nicaraguans, yeah, all of them yeah. like here. And then I blend in. It's like, oh, where are you from? I was like, in the Philippines. You're like, 
Where's that in South what? America? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they see your last name you're like Garalde, but you're not what is that? from any from those places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like what is that? Yeah. So it was really interesting. So trying to make my name for try, like I felt like growing up, it felt like there was a responsibility for me to represent the Filipinos in the area. Yeah, and so that and Asians because there was we were very rare. Yeah, um, so went to high school. Then I found more. But mm-hmm. I still carried, like you did, like I kind of carried that wave until until I got to college, basically. You know? Yeah. But it did, I mean, I just, I asked because it affected me how I grew up and how I interacted with mm-hmm. people. And I had to kind of grow out of that, like, um, the idea of being the only, you know, like, mm. like, yeah. yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, not just be, like, prideful. Like, it's, like, kind of a pride yeah. thing. You know, there's always the Pinoy it pride is, that yeah. we always talk about, but, like, sometimes mm-hmm. we can take it too far. And so, like, having mm-hmm. to grow out of that and understanding, like, yeah, it's unique that I'm Filipino and it's great, but does it mean that it makes me better than any other Asian or anything like that or whatever? Yeah. You know, I have to be special in every situation that I'm in, you know? Yeah. Um, so I didn't know if that stigma <laughs> mm-hmm. was something that naturally happened to all Filipinos, but... Yeah, um, no, it's it's funny. Locations. Yeah, it's funny you bring up like Pinoy pride because <laughs> I would I knew I knew of a lot of like Filipinos who were very prideful of being Filipino and they weren't even born and raised there. And I was yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> "Why are you so proud?" I'm like, yeah. "I I had a green card till 2010." You know, like I like I, I never was like, oh, Pinoy Pride. Like, I actually was, like, kind of quiet about that. Um, I think it came from the colonial mindset that we have as Filipinos, like, because mm-hmm. um, we're so, like, Americanized now. And I think, for me, coming from the Philippines, all I wanted to be was American. Yeah. And then you have these these Filipino kids who all they knew was America, but they know they're Filipino, all they they want more of the Filipino side, mm-hmm. and me like living in the Philippines, like knowing like all the corruption and all the bad stuff that happens there. I'm like I don't want to associate with that, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, but like when it comes to like the fun stuff, I'm like yeah, of course. Like I'm not I'm not tripping over that. That's like yeah, that's that's who we are. But yeah, yeah, the food, yeah, dude, yeah, that, that's is- all I've been doing. It's all I've been doing since I've been here in California is eat Filipino food and Mexican food. So I wish, I wish. You know, one thing I yeah. wish that that would carry over. Just side note of food um, that would carry over to uh, Florida is the carne asada fries that is so popular. Oh yeah, dude. Oh dude, man, like, I had here. that when I was there, yeah. mm-hmm. and we had it like every other day. It was fantastic. Carne asada wow. fries, like loaded fries and wings, are my weakness. Oh, okay. So I can have loaded fries anytime, and so that was yeah. Those, those were fantastic. Yeah, those were our, our uh, back in my day drunk food. Like yeah, yeah. Just go through the drive-through, and then just like, um, yeah, just munch on those. Like those are the only times I really ate those. Was like, it's because I was a little inebriated. Yeah, yeah. I still love. <laughs> so, I love them inebriated and sober. So like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They were. They're just. They just. I again, loaded fries are my thing. Anyway. So, yeah. culture project. You, yeah, you, you said that. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you, you.